Hello and welcome to the podcast, Life Changes You. I'm Daniel. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, the 10 keys to happier living. So I've got Katie Dibb, Principal Psychologist of Elysium Psychology with me again. So she's become quite a regular. And over the next 10 weeks, we're going to look at each of the different keys for happier living. So hello, Katie. How are you? Good. Thanks, Dan. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. So do you want to give an overview of the 10 keys to happiness? Yeah, I guess... I probably want to start a little bit with giving a bit of a background into why these are important to people and why people probably want to start focusing a little bit more on that, if they can. Um, So what we know from the research into, you know, the experience of happiness or people's, which is sometimes called well-being or satisfaction or contentment, depending on the language that you want to use, but we'll go with happiness today. But I want to, I guess, just preface that it could be any of those things for people. What we know from uh, research into this area is that there's quite a lot of uh, things that people can do that can increase their experiences of happiness. So a lot of people believe that their uh, income or their environment is a significant factor into whether or not they feel happy or feel less satisfied with life. And what we know from the research, which is really interesting, is that it only accounts for about 10% of change in happiness. Yeah. So, you know, particularly in capitalist worlds where people are encouraged to purchase more, earn more, yep. work more, it actually only contributes to 10% of their overall sense of satisfaction or happiness yep. in, in life. So the other uh, 90% is made up of 50% of that is genetics. So that genetic predisposition that contributes to things like personality, attitude or optimism. And then 40% of the overall sense of happiness is contributed to by activities or relationships, which is what we will talk about over the next sort of 10 weeks, is what are the things that we can actually control um, within our within our environment or within deliberate and specific activities that actually we know improve happiness. So one of the things to keep in mind for your listeners, Dan, is that these are things that people can do in their everyday lives. So it doesn't take a whole lot of energy or effort or skill to actually kind of engage in these activities. And these contribute to 40% of somebody's overall sense of happiness or satisfaction in their life. So I think it's really important for your listeners to really take on the opportunity to improve their their situation or improve their experience of happiness and hopefully improve their overall well-being. As we know that happiness does contribute to people feeling positive and well. Um, Yeah. And I guess like um, as they listen to each week and they find out the different 10 keys, then they can sit down and think about, well, how can I contribute with that key to make my life happier? So it's just a matter of listening, working out what the keys are, finding out what they can do on each key so that they can change their life to a happier Absolutely, Dan. So what we hope to be doing throughout the next 10 weeks is obviously giving people opportunities and examples of how they might engage in that particular activity, that specific activity, and just some, I guess, ideas to help people sort of move forward. Because sometimes when you haven't been doing something, you know, in a day, it, it makes it hard to think, what would I actually do within that sort of key, you know. Yep, yep. So I think it's really important and helpful if people are given some ideas. There's certainly a lot of other opportunities on the website, the Action for Happiness, which is a great organisation. Yeah. Their main Where goal. are they based? Uh, so they, they originally started in the UK. Yep. Um, they have actually expanded to an Australian branch. Okay. So we do have an Australian version of the Action for Happiness. Yep. Uh, but most of their work started in the UK. Um, both websites are amazing as far as resources yep. for this sort of thing. And I mean, this sort of research has, like we said before we started the podcast, has gone on for years about how to live a happier life and what makes 
makes us happier. Um, but I'm, I was unsure if this was like the concentrated one, because there's two, there's the 10 keys and there's the five keys. Obviously the 10 keys is more expanded. Yeah. But that's gone, that's been like a worldwide research thing, hasn't it, where they've found out from people what makes people happier. And Yeah, yeah. So the first five that we will talk about is, is around, you know, things that people can do in regards to outside of themselves. So we will talk a little bit more about details. So so the, the acronym that we use is GREAT DREAM, yep. you know, which is G-R-E-A-T. D-R-E-A-M. So the great dream, the first, the great bit is the bit where it's talking about activities or actions people can take. The dream is about things within themselves, things within their own psychology or their own internal experiences yep. that we can um, change or modify that will improve our happiness. So, so the five keys kind of talks a lot about the external factors, the factors that we can do outside of ourselves, yep. and the 10 start to look at the factors within ourselves. So the things that we talked about earlier about attitude, um, you know, about thinking styles, uh, emotions. Um, which we, you know, have spoken about before in regards to thoughts and how they contribute to well-being. So what would be the first five that we'll look at over the next few weeks? Yeah, so the great is made up of um, giving, so yep. doing things for others, yep. so that idea of, of giving to others, and yep. we'll talk about that a little bit more and why yeah, yeah. and how that contributes to, to happier living. Um, the R is, is uh, represented by relating, which is that idea of relating to others, connecting to other people, connecting with other people. Um, e is exercising, so taking care of your body and physically moving your body. So yep. thinking about that as a factor that significantly contributes to happiness. Yep. The A is around mindful living, so increasing our awareness of our environment, of ourselves, um, of those around us. And the T is trying out new things, which is, you know, in regards to that idea of learning and yeah. growing yeah. and how all of those things contribute to uh, a state of happiness or improve state uh, of Learning happiness. can be just like reading a new book. It, it can be anything, yeah. really. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be specific or, or deliberate learning, like going yeah. and doing a diploma or anything yeah, like yeah. that. It might just be, I'm going to you know, learn how to make an origami swan today. Yep. You know, it doesn't yeah, yeah. actually need to be anything sort of really significant. Yep. They can be simple actions, which we'll go through. And actually making an origami swan helps you with mindfulness too. Absolutely. You yeah. could certainly do that mindfully. Yeah. Absolutely. And you could, you know, give that to somebody else and then yeah, you've yeah. almost got your... Uh, First your, five done. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and then the last five, Dan, which is looking more at internal processes. Yep. Um, the first, the, the D stands for direction, which we, you know, widely talk about goals, yeah. you know, so having goals to look forward to, you know, having goals to strive towards. Yep. The R is in regards to resilience. So the idea of, of looking for ways to bounce back from adversity. The reality is we do have adversity in our lives and so the more resilient we are, the more likely our state of happiness will improve. Yep. The E looks at emotions and so for looking and focusing our attention on what's good. Uh, we will talk about this in more detail, but the brain has a natural bias, which I think we've talked about before yeah. when we talked about cognitive distortions and things like that, towards the negative. Definitely, so, yeah. you know, training the brain towards the positive and trying to focus towards what's good. Which isn't as easy as it sounds. No, I know. Yeah. It's actually very hard because you're working against sort of that instinct or that biology yeah. that yeah. is pre-existing. Uh, the A stands for acceptance. So, you know, celebrating and co being comfortable with who you are, which, you know, I, it, we don't have to go far to realise that when we start judging ourselves and having a critical voice, that that yep. significantly affects our experience of satisfaction or happiness. Definitely. And then meaning, which is looking at being part of something bigger. 
So, you know, making sure that we're, we're creating meaning or finding meaning in things beyond ourselves. So the great dream is just a great acronym to sort of think about, to keep you focused in regards to the keys for happier living. And I think it's also a very positive statement, isn't it, that you know, I mean, because you look at all the different ones, giving, relating, exercising, but if you had great dream written on your wall, yeah. you know, you go, wow, so I'm going to do some giving this week and I'm going to do some relating, you know, yeah. and you can look at all the different things, but you know that you're creating a great dream. Absolutely. Absolutely, Dan. So I think it's a really great sort of uh, mindset to have about, and again, that's, you know, you've already spoken about putting it up and doing things. That's goal setting. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Which is obviously striving towards something. So, so these things actually are a lot easier than what most people would think. Like they'd look at that and go, well, how am I going to incorporate that? But as you say, by just putting it on your wall, you're actually starting to set goals and things like that. Absolutely. So it can be really simple steps that yep. can change your whole outlook on life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you'll, as we, as we discussed for your listeners, we'll, we'll talk about some examples through the upcoming weeks and hopefully they find that some of them are really simple and easy but you often just don't even think about putting the energy into that part of ourselves yeah. we, we sort of we we've become so conditioned to think that if I work harder and yeah. earn more and have a bigger house and a better car and then you'll be latest, happier I'll be and happier but we are yeah definitely we're yeah. not and you don't have to go far in the research and there's been a lot of research around people who have won lotteries around yep. the world, that actually their state of happiness drops back to where it was before they experienced yeah. the win. And some of them it even reduces because the experiences of having all that money has actually contributed to more distress or more adversity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's consistent. You know, yeah. it's not just one or two people. It's actually consistent across. And actually while reading through this today, um, it said that, uh, you know, our happiness hasn't grown anymore in the last 60 years and yet we've got all these new things that are supposed to make our lives easier yeah. and yet we're no, no happier than what we were 60 years ago when people had very little. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I, you you need to be conscious about how much the the marketing drives yeah. our beliefs yeah. around these things, you know, around the belief that if I do have the bigger TV, I will be happier yeah, yeah, or yeah. more satisfied. Yeah. But a lot of that is marketing. Yep. You know, a lot of that is marketing from a very young age. Kids are being trained to believe that if they have the latest sports shoes or the fastest yeah. whatever, that they'll be happier. Yeah. But actually, that's a misconception. You yeah. know, it only contributes to around 10% of our state of happiness. Yeah. And we do also believe, you know, from the research that, that people get to a point that it's saturated, that they don't actually get happier beyond that point, yeah. you know. So there is some research into the actual financials of that, at what point people actually don't increase their satisfaction with income. Yeah. But it, it's only 10%, so it, it can't be that significant to people, um, considering 90% of it is outside of those factors. But yeah. Yeah, it's certainly something that I think if people are aware of and they can make those changes, they might see a significant change to their experience of life Yeah, with a mindset shift. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, thank you, Katie. That's uh, the end of this podcast, but we'll be back next week for, uh, well, this was an overview, so we'll call next one part one, which is all around giving and the 10 keys of happiness. So if you want to contact us, you can contact us on www.lifechangesyou.com.au. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So until next week, um, have a great week, look after each other and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.